Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Salutations, welcome, thank you for joining us. You've started listening to Two Bulls in a China Shop. I'm your host, Dan. With me is Kyle. How's everybody doing? Oh, I hope I hope you're doing good. I hope uh, Oh, I just cracked my second beer, so I might have to rethink that whole uh, idea of drinking beer on these calls though. <laughs> Otherwise I might have to get one of those uh deals uh when you're in a wheelchair that you get to like pee into looks like a like with those grape juice dispenser things that, i don't know how to explain it <laughs> you might have to start wearing some sort of diaper apparatus uh yeah yeah exactly <laughs> uh you know we could always institute the method of dan why don't you talk a little bit about this and then you just run off to pee while you let me blabber yeah that probably would be easier than peeing myself uh, <laughs> give you that one <laughs> anyway back to the topic at hand uh we got a lot to go over uh we 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 missed last week's recording we do have uh day jobs and regular lives and sometimes they take over yeah the steel mill i work at was in the middle of their outage so uh yeah i ended up spending most of the weekend at the plant so i apologize for not getting uh our content out on time. Uh, I don't think there's that many people out there yet who are missing it, so uh, <laughs> we'll figure out a way to make it up to our few dedicated listeners. Yes, yes. Uh, maybe maybe we'll do a, a bonus podcast on, on something exciting. Uh, we got a yeah. lot to go over. As I said earlier, a lot of news happening right now. A lot of news happening right now. Can't overstate that enough uh, in the middle of a presidential election uh aftermath and counting 
uh, we got a lot of stocks, you know, got an extra week of movement of stocks and options to talk about. Uh, and then we, we got some good, bad, ugly, ugly stuff that, that happened while, uh, while we were away. And then uh, we'll end the episode today uh, talking about some, some picks to, to watch between episodes. All right, Kyle, yes. I, uh, I understand Baba, Alibaba's been in the news. Yes. Uh, I'm, I, it's hard to explain this uh, eloquently, so I'm just going to go ahead and pull up the, uh, the article that I was reading to just kind of explain what happened here. So basically the IPO uh, for Ant got delayed, and that was uh, one of the things that was really driving that stock up. Uh, uh, Baba showed up on one of our pick'em lists, was doing great uh, until, until this happened. Uh, let's see. Okay, here it is. So Aunt Ma, uh, 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 Jack Ma, was uh, uh, talking to uh, some people at a financial press conference in Shanghai, and this is what he was mm -hmm. saying. China does not have a systemic financial risk problem. China finance basically does not carry risk. Rather, the risk comes from lacking a system. China today needs policy experts, not paper pushers. Uh, in his comments, he also dismissed the Chinese banks as pawn shops, giving loans out to companies that do not need money. As a result, many good companies have turned into bad companies. So, wow! Basically, uh, Jack Ma words. just uh, talked a bunch of shit in a big press conference in Shanghai about the financial institutions in China. Oh! And since China does not have uh, the same freedoms. Uh, Say as uh, America, uh, they basically it's the shut Western down world. This, uh, <laughs> yeah, they just shut down this IPO as a big fuck you to Jack Ma. Uh, right. So, so nothing has changed about either of these companies, the nature of their business, how much profit they're making. It's literally just a slap in the face of you're not going to get to do this thing that was going to make you a lot of money. Yeah, and I think they're instituting some more. Uh, they might be trying to throw some more shit down on them, make them. Uh, uh, disclose more information. Uh, not quite sure what all the fallout's going to be, but it's definitely delaying the IPO. So the Baba stock uh, definitely took a bit of a dive because of that. However, yes, uh, that IPO is still going to happen at some point here in the future. And uh, I mean, this got shut down like the eve of its uh, uh, its opening. So. Uh, so what was the uh, the total value that was about to be released? I think it was thirty seven billion. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a big company. <laughs> yeah, so pretty sure that this stock is still going to go back up, and it's already started to recover over the last week. So, so this is definitely an instance where you would uh, advise to buy on the dip. It's still going oh, yes. to go up on on future news. I would, I would but uh, I mean as. The name of our website says, uh, <laughs> if you want to make money, you do the opposite of what we do. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, now we're, uh, that's tough because we are divided. I sold my Baba stock as it was going down. I said, screw this company. Oh. This IPO is not happening anywhere in the near future. And most of my positions are short-term positions. Uh, one week to, to two months, and I don't feel like I want to hold ba Baba for two months. I, I, as a personal preference, I don't like trading in, in shares that are over uh, uh, several hundred dollars. 
Um, yeah, that's. I uh, I still have a bunch of long position that I had when I bought in the initial IPO for Baba, so it's a lot easier for me to hold on to those. Yes, uh, I yes. don't have any short positions in there. But just out of curiosity, what did you sell it at? Oh, um, I would have to look up. Uh, I haven't been keeping a good trade journal like I'm supposed to be, uh, but I do have just, my. Just. Tisk tisk is yes. A good trade journal <laughs> is important. I sold Baba uh, a week ago, so I have to change this to October. <laughs> All right. So I ended up selling Baba at uh, three hundred one fifty five. Oh, okay. Not that too bad. It's trading at two ninety nine ninety five right now, so so uh, it's, it's definitely starting its recovery. So if 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 I had uh, uh, not had my eyes on on my own stuff, I may have bought that on the dip because I, I believe it it went uh, as low as two eighty something, didn't it? Uh, pull the chart up here real quick. I've got it loaded. I think it was at least the mid two eighties. Let's see here. Uh, the day after their earnings came out was about the time when I think that happened. It dipped to uh, 283, 280, 279.60 actually. Yeah. Okay. So so I could have could have uh, made a bit of money buying on that dip. It, it hit below oh, 280. Yeah. Pick up pick up a few shares, and uh, it, that's that's already almost 10 percent. Uh, anyway. Uh, what else have we got to talk about in stocks? Yeah, uh, let, let me take a, a second. Oh, or, or in news, let me let me let me take a second to, to shift over. Oh, did you have more to talk about, Baba? I'm sorry. Um, no, I mean their earnings were released on the fifth. That was the same date when it really dipped. So that must have, I didn't see when the exact date was. Uh, looks like around November third. Their earnings released on the fifth. They uh, had actually a really solid beat. So I mean. Not sure why it still dipped just when the earnings came out. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But uh, I think it dipped on the uh, the bad the no IPO news. No, the no IPO news was released at least on the third. Oh, okay, that was like two days before. So I don't know. Maybe people were expecting it to do better. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think expectations are really out of whack with some of these companies. Yes. Actually, yes. speaking of expectations uber reported their earnings they're still losing money yet their stock was uh shooting up yes their stock's shooting up on news that a they funded a ballot initiative in california and the ballot initiative um, defi- defines their employees as contractors the uber drivers are now legally defined as contractors in california because that ballot measure passed okay uh, so, so what does that even mean though, for the company then? They don't have to provide health insurance or any correct. benefits? Or, correct. Gotcha. They can just pay the drivers a flat rate because the drivers are independent contractors that are taking contracts. And it's beholden That's, to them to pay for their own things. It's interesting because in my notes here I had uh, that Lyft was supposed to report on uh, this coming Tuesday. Um, wondering if maybe there's a play to make there because they're pretty similar. I I actually personally do think there's a play to make there. 
Um, it doesn't fit within my own strategy, so I probably won't dip into it. But uh, uh, my my one of my basic understandings of the stock market is is what I learned from Enron so many years ago is that sentiment will drive the sector. Uh, one one big mover will will lift everybody up or drop everybody down, and right. uh, so so lift. Uh, I think no matter what their earnings are, they are they've got the wind at their backs. It's it's in their favor. So uh, it's a safer bet than than without Uber being. If Uber was sideways right now, it would be like, well, who knows? <laughs> the only thing with Lyft is that I feel like. Do you know anybody who uses it? I know tons of people who use Uber. Um. At my time working at hotels, I can say Uber is the preferred method. Uh, I'll see I'll see Lyft five to ten percent of the time. Um, there, there were my time in California. I, I definitely saw more Lyft going on out there, but uh, mm-hmm. in in Arizona, uh, it is definitely the minority. It makes me want to uh, throw some. Or buy some puts on them right before there's earnings release. So uh, if anybody wants to actually make money on it, uh, probably get some calls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That's you know I'm 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 writing a note right now. Dan, buy calls on Lyft. <laughs> uh, Wait, if we both do opposite things, how does that work? Does that mean that nobody wins? Yeah, stay away <laughs> from these trades altogether. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I got a couple other items, but uh, it sounded like you had something, so go ahead. I I really I really want to talk about uh, pot stocks in the news. This past election had marijuana on the ballot, uh, recreational in four states and medical in one, and well, I believe, I believe medical was on two, but it was like the same state. They had recreational and medical in the same uh, proposition. Mm-hmm. And uh, it passed everywhere. And that has been a huge sector fuel of movement upward. Every every pot stock I've looked at over the week has gone up. And uh, yours truly, I was going to talk about it last weekend, but we didn't record. Uh, I did. I did manage to move into some positions, and I had been waiting. Uh, uh, I didn't want to move in early. I wanted to wait, almost like the elections were the earnings call. I treated the elections like an earnings call for the pot industry, and uh, and it's paying off. And I expect it to continue to pay off uh, as I the, the, the momentum over the years for marijuana legalization has just increased and increased. And uh, there's, a good, there's a good chance... If we see uh, a Biden presidency, he's stated he's going to decriminalize. And that's another big step in momentum for that industry. So I think these are great short-term movers. And I think that a lot of them, especially the ETFs, uh, are great long-term uh, investments uh, because, because it's only going to go up. But at least for the next uh, 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 few weeks, I, I expect we'll, we'll see some continued positive growth there. And that was that's that's big big news for marijuana and, and 
I want to uh, just jump in uh, with you there. I'm looking at uh, one of the biggest movers that I saw over that uh, past week as far as pot stocks went was Aurora Cannabis. Um, the price did not really move at all on Election Day, which was kind of interesting. It really took off on November 6th. So that was Friday. And I think that was the day when uh, Biden started flipping a bunch of those uh, key states. Yes, yes, that is. So, uh, as someone who so watched CNN all week. <laughs> so it closed uh, on 11.5 at, let's see, 6.27, and it peaked on the next day at 12.18. So, I mean, almost 100% gain just oh. on the prospect of Biden maybe winning the election. It hadn't even been called yet at that point. No, no, they have called it, but we know that that they're still it's not certified and and we don't expect it to be certified for some time. So, uh, yes. uh but yeah, look at that. That is that's a rocket ship right there. Yeah, All right. So, and then yeah, it settled out at what? Uh 9 something? Closed at 9.79. Wow. And you could have picked it up before before the election November 2nd for between four and four fifty. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, four four seventy five. Yeah, uh, I'm kicking myself. It was not one of the ones I uh I had picked. Uh, <laughs> uh I wish it wish it had. I, I uh I I picked uh um I I basically looked through the ETFs at the companies and got a, a industry glance of what was doing well. And uh, I definitely, uh, Innovative Industrial Properties, IIPR, uh, uh, they were the big gainer for the week. That was like a, uh, I bought it on Tuesday and it was like a 27% gain. And if I remembered to buy it on the Monday, I would have been made even more. Uh, Scott's Miracle Grow up through the week. Uh, is, you know, they're not even a direct pot company, but they are going up because mm -hmm. people know Miracle Grow works really good for growing marijuana. Like that's a that's an industry standard, and so huh. their their sales are are, are really strong. Uh, yeah, it's like the easiest you can find it anywhere, and it does gangbusters. Like the the marijuana responds really well to Scott's Miracle Grow. Um, Interesting. And, and it's easy, and, and especially in states where it's going recreational, people are going to be growing at home. They're not going to want to put a ton of effort into figuring out the science when they can go on an online forum and read, oh, yeah, I just throw Scott's Miracle Grow on it, and look at these great marijuana buds. You know, they're going to go out and buy that product because <laughs> uh, it's for sale at any, you know, any Lowe's or Home Depot, and nobody, nobody looks at you funny if you're buying Scott's Miracle Grow. Anyway, uh, so that was a yeah. really solid pick. Uh, uh, and then, and then Afria and Canopy Growth were the two pot companies that I, I felt uh, were, were poised to go up. Um, at one point, uh, Afria didn't go quite up like Aurora, but it, yeah, at one point on Friday, it had it, it was up fifteen percent, and uh, I was dancing. Uh, but it ended the day with modest gains at like three or four. Uh, modest gains. Three or four is great for a day, right? <laughs> yeah. But, oh, but, yeah. but I, want, I want a rocket ship. Like, three or four, that's nothing. No, you know, three or four is awesome for a day. But uh, I'm finally starting to see some movement in the uh, the one I've been holding for, I don't know, probably a good, almost a year now, uh, Cresco Labs, that one. More based out of Illinois. They just uh, completed a uh, uh, acquisition uh, with 
Orhoff, I think was the ticker name. I don't remember what the name of the company was. Uh, it had been taking a beating. I was losing my ass on this thing, but uh, just finally now it's almost break even after everything that's happened. So patience has finally been rewarded on this one. Uh, oh, I'm yeah. hoping that uh, I'm hoping that somebody does try to fucking make this thing legal, so that way I can make a killing on this <laughs> stock. Uh, yeah, I think your patience is about to be very sweetly rewarded uh, as as uh, I've seen nothing but positive movement in the marijuana industry thanks to this past uh, set of ballots in, in the United yeah. States. It uh, definitely seems like the, uh, the mentality on it has shifted. People just want it. I mean, even at places like Oklahoma are legalizing it. <laughs> yeah, place yeah. It's as I think, Christian as that, you wouldn't yeah. expect it, but... Uh, it's. I think people are seeing it as benign as it is. It's. It's no worse yes. than booze, and everybody loves booze. So, yep. look, what's the what's the big deal? Uh, thankfully, all right. So, I understand uh, we got some some updated news on AMD. Uh, I was going to review that in the stock section, but I guess we might as well discuss. Oh no, it no, here. we can uh, we can we can hold that. We can hold that for stocks. Uh, was, the last there one any... I had for news was actually SAP. I wanted to come. Oh, okay, touch okay, yeah. On. Let's let's talk about SAP. That one, sh- that one showed up on our uh, uh, Friday pick a couple weeks ago. Uh, got booted off after they reported some disappointing earnings. That disappointing. So why it dropped the way it did? It went from you know the 150 range down to 110, uh, even lower than that. I think 108 was the lowest I saw. Uh, there's actually a class action lawsuit that looks like it's uh, getting started up. So if you did own shares in this company and lose money on it, you can sign up with them. The company name is Bronstein, Gerwitz, and Grossman LLC. Uh, if you just search SAP uh, uh, lawsuit, uh, should be wow. one of the first things that pop up. Just punch in your trade details. I filled out mine. Let's see what happens. So write so, an article on it if you get any money back or anything. This lawsuit is that uh, people inside the company were manipulating the stock? Um, it, it's kind of weird. It has to do with whether or not they reported everything they were supposed to report. Um, oh. It's, it's not all that clear. They're, they're just investigating whether or not they knew more, I guess, than they let on before the, uh, I guess, on the earnings release. It's kind okay. of a weird one. But anyway, uh, the other interesting thing about SAP, though, is after their stock tanked, uh, I think at least four of the, the bigwigs in that company have just put down a significant portion of money to buy stock now. Uh, so that's why it immediately went right back onto our uh, Friday pickums mm. <laughs> after it tanked. Uh, buying that stock at $108 a share is, uh, okay, I'll do that every day. Right. So it's like the executives who know what the investigation is are like, wow, the stock went down and we know this is nothing. Let's all buy a ton of shares. Not necessarily whether they know it's nothing or not, just that they know like <laughs> our company is worth way more than that. Yeah. They, yeah, they basically have faith in their business model, what they've got coming on the horizon. They're looking <laughs> at that and being like, this is a great buy. Yes. <laughs> Give nice. me more. Nice. All right. Uh, that's, that'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. Yes. It's actually uh, already gone up a good $7 since uh, we put it on there. So roughly six or 7% gains in the last week. 
Nice. Very nice. Always love to see that on the Pigums. Um, yes. All right. So the last uh, thing about news that I would like to, to talk about is uh, the, the presidential election. It is consequential and uh, it does have a meaningful impact on the market. As we've seen this past week, stocks have really rallied hard on uh, as, as Joe Biden has uh, narrowed the gap and closed the gap. Uh, uh, maybe an hour before we started talking today, uh, Associated Press called the, called the presidential race for Biden. So uh, uh, why would the, the S&P, why would all the indexes be going up on this news? Looks like uh, uh, the Democrats did not win the Senate. Uh, well, I think like that's the key part there. I think that the yes. I think that what the market's looking at is that hey, uh, with the split house, nobody can do that much damage. So things will probably continue. Things are gonna, they're gonna, yeah, be stable. That's exactly it. Democrats did not yep. win the Senate, uh, so the Republicans can have a check on Biden undoing tax cuts. Uh, he won't yep. be able to do that. But uh, uh, the Biden presidency also means that uh, a lot of trade is going to open back up, uh, a lot of uh, big stimulus, probably most important, uh, uh, that we can expect a big stimulus. And we know handing checks to people means those people spend money. Uh, and that's going to be great for business. Um, so, what was that old Chappelle show uh, when they gave reparations out to everybody? <laughs> as fast as we give them money, they just keep giving it right back. <laughs> Right. That's that's why. Yeah. Yeah. I try not to get too political in the show, but I favor universal basic income because I believe if you just hand people money, they just go spend it. And it could be the best thing ever for our economy is to just mm -hmm. hand everybody a thousand bucks a month. It's going right back into the businesses. It's not staying in their pockets. <laughs> Trust me. Uh, a a anyway, um, there have been several news articles. You can go out and, and search for them yourself. Um, the, the, the fact is uh, that the, the stock market goes up regardless of who is president. Uh, you, you, yes. know, you, you go back, uh, uh, the Bushes did not do well, but uh, Reagan, Clinton, Obama, even Trump, it goes up. Okay, that's what it tends well, to do. Bush did really well after 9-11, <laughs> after the big giant drop. Um, he, well, he... He, but that he, basically just means there's a rebound. He had, Every time there's a big drop, there's a big buy. He he had the tech bubble burst uh, right around 9-11. Yeah. Uh, yep. and, and then the real estate crash right at the end. But if if you take those out, uh, yeah, but the, those bookend his presidency. But in the middle, it was still going up. Like if you had bought in after the tech crash and managed to set a good stop loss for the real estate bubble... Uh, you would have made a lot of money. And then you bought in at the end of the real estate bubble, bubble all through Obama, like you made a killing. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the other thing with the economy, too, is just keep in mind, too, the changes that uh, people make now, it takes like a good two to six years before those changes actually have an effect on the economy. Right, so right. Whatever and Biden does, it's going to be into a second term before we really know what his effect is. By all accounts... If it hadn't been for coronavirus, we would have just been seeing after the real estate crash going up. Obama, Trump, mm -hmm. like it just a solid up, upward line. And we had that coronavirus crash. Uh, we might get another one. We'll see what happens as cases get higher. 
Uh, always important to have stop losses on everything in your portfolio. Uh, you never yes. know. You never, never know. I know I've got a little bit of a bear in me, but, but that's just solid common sense. There, there always could be a crash. There probably isn't going to be. Well, every but, time you forget to put it is when you get burned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just put exactly. it on everything. But the fact of the matter is uh, uh, the party in the White House changing isn't, doesn't wreck the market. In, in fact, uh, uh, from what I understand, based on a Forbes article, we're entering the best case scenario in terms of the, the, the indexes. Uh, uh, Biden, you know, uh, uh, White House going blue, Senate being red. Nothing gets done. Markets are happy because everything stays the same and that there's consistency and stability. So it, mm-hmm. as a business, you can plan and move forward because you know what the rules are. and The rules aren't changing. Yep. So uh, uh, now, you know, just just. Every every election, the, the, the winners go yay and the losers go. This is the worst thing ever. Life can't go on. But uh, oh, it yeah. does. How, how many people are moving to will. Canada? In 2016, I personally said myself, oh, I want to leave the country, but I didn't. And I'm still here and I still uh, have a ton of friends and a life and a job. <laughs> you know what I mean? The world didn't end. So if you're yeah. feeling that way, it's going to be OK. Uh, uh, it, it, this, 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 remember 2008 when obama won it ended up being okay here we are 2020 world didn't end white house changes never got his market certificate either (laughs) markets go up yes uh anyway let's let's move move on on to stocks to stocks what uh what do you have to lead us off here kyle well uh kind of covered most of it in the uh in the news section, uh, I got on my notes to talk about pot stocks, but we already covered that. Uh, what um, about AMD? AMD? I did want to talk a little bit about that. Uh, just started uh, making a run again. Um, so they reported the deal uh, with the merger with Zilinx. Still can't say that right. So uh, if somebody wants to email us and let us know, uh, <laughs> you know, the proper pronunciation. It? I would Zilinx, be very Zilinx. grateful. Yeah, financial. What was what was our uh, email address again? Team inept at financialineptitude.com, I think. Yeah, team inept. Yeah, you know um, what? And we're, it's probably X links, like X ray or something weird like that. Probably. Well, it's got an I <laughs> in the middle of the links. I don't know. Anyway, so they reported that deal. They also reported their. They reported that deal the same day they reported their earnings. Their earnings were awesome, but because of that goddamn acquisition news, it dropped the fucking stock again. Down to seventy-five-ish, or even lower mm-hmm. than that. Mm-hmm. Um, a bunch of calls that I had that were set to expire at ten thirty, uh, worthless. Lost those. Uh, luckily, I did buy some November twentieth, uh, eighty-five dollar calls, and those are um, in the money now. So the stock did finally uh, turn around. Uh, I think it hit a low on Monday. Uh, it's starting to run again. Uh, this is what I've been waiting for. Uh, they also. Re- release the uh, um, Big Navi uh, graphics card. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> that thing looks <laughs> incredible. <laughs> I mean, it looks like it's uh, it's ready to challenge like some of NVIDIA's oh, top yeah. uh, 
top uh, outputs at like half the they, price. I mean, this, they've always made good products. They've made yeah. good cheap products. Like yeah, they've always been the budget one. But now they're starting to. It's starting to look like they're put, getting to the point where they can put some premiums on it because they're actually making some really good products now. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be interested to see when some of those benchmarks finally come out because the the way they've got it set up, where the the GPU, like the video card, will share like the same memory lanes with the CPU, and they'll be able to like talk to each other faster and reduce latency, and like there's some really cool stuff that they're doing. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're they're very innovative. They're 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 continually continuously pushing that tech envelope. And uh, mm -hmm. uh, I think you're right. They're poised to be able to finally put a premium price on some of their products because some of their products are now the best. Also, I watched their uh, Big Navi really, uh, reveal video. Yeah. They did not bring out the pasty white guy that tanked the stock last time. So oh, good on them for listening to us. Good on them. Yeah. They, I'm, sure, <laughs> I'm sure somebody at AMD heard our podcast and they thank yep. you, AMD. Thank you. <laughs> thank uh, you for getting I that guy off the air. You did yourself and us a favor because uh, uh, I remember I couldn't take the, the heat and I sold AMD at like 78 or 79. And uh, it's, it's what, up to 85 now? Yeah, you said. Uh yeah, over a little bit over eighty-five. I'm hoping it's going to start pushing that high now. It's at the point now where it looks like it's building up some momentum, getting ready to run. So if you're listening to this as it comes out, uh, that's a good op opportunity there in AMD. <laughs> yes, yeah, sell it now. <laughs> sell it now because we said it. Do the opposite of what we said. Sell your AMD, short it, you make a killing. Uh, no, I. <laughs> But That's pretty much I, I all do I got for, agree. for stocks. I uh, might let you hear uh, talk for a minute while I uh, slip out the back door real quick. Well, you, you go, you go to a, a private meeting. Yeah, um, <laughs> I want to talk about Dunkin' Donuts. I've been dying to talk about Dunkin' Donuts for a while now. Uh, I've been driving Jen crazy. Uh, with, with <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts talk. Um, Dunkin' Donuts. Okay, so they started showing up on my, my daily uh, stock screener that I do after the market closes. Uh, September 28th, uh, September 30th, October 1st, October 14th, October 15th, October 22nd, October 26th. Okay, uh, uh, I should say, well, stop at the 22nd because there was some news on the 25th. But uh, so that was one, two, three, four, six times uh, on my list of stocks that broke a new 52-week high. And uh, I kept noticing it pop up over and over again. And uh, uh, no, no, it, no, no big volume pushes, no, no big news, uh, nothing to, to corroborate the story that I like to stock to tell me when I think uh, it's got a lot of rocket juice to just keep going up. Uh, so I didn't, you know, it wasn't in any of my pickums. Uh, I haven't talked about it till now. But uh, uh, which one was that again? Dunkin' Donuts. I'm talking Dunkin about Dunkin' oh, yes. Donuts. Yeah. Uh, up in the market, uh, uh, hit the list six times over the course of uh, about a month. And uh, then, boom, on the 25th, all of a sudden, Inspire Brands has announced they're in talks. They're going to buy Dunkin' Donuts 
for $11.3 billion, including their debt, valuing it at $106.50 uh, a share. Now, uh, on the 22nd, when it hit that new high, the 23rd was a Friday, the day after, it was at 89, and then it closed the next day at 88.79. Uh, so then that news was announced, and Monday it opens at 103. It is currently at 106, right where they said they would buy it at. Um, so if I had been paying attention, or, well, if I had known, I didn't know. Uh, I tend to be looking for consecutive days on my list, but now I'm seeing a story where uh, there's a stock that starts popping up here and there, maybe a couple days in a row, uh, and then boom, big news, and the rocket goes off. Uh, be curious, to, you might have to send me a copy of your list. I want to see how many other stocks are doing similar things, like hitting you know six, seven times in a month, not in a row, and just where they're going from there. If they're like, is this yeah. one just like an exception or, you know, is there more to it? Are there other ones that follow similar uh, pattern or follow along, you know? Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, because I have my day job, I haven't managed to do this. I do have a list going back a year of mm -hmm. every day the stocks that hit, hit a 52-week high. Uh, uh, so, so um, you know, I'm, I'm working through on how, how to... Uh, cut up that data set into meaningful information right. based based on on exactly that but i do suspect that uh uh there the dunkin donuts is not isolated in this it's just i haven't been watching every day in earnest for longer than two months right. <clears throat> um so yeah, i think you're uh, doing that weekly at one point when we started, I was doing it weekly, and then I fast realized that I'm missing a lot of useful data for for the yeah. way I'm for the way I look at and interpret the stock market. I need this this data. Uh, the other the other stock story uh, 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 I'd like to tell is is the continuing saga of JKS because even though it's <laughs> off our pickums. <laughs> And it, it stop lost out after its meteoric rise and just as meteoric fall. Uh, uh, if you set your stop loss, you're fine. You made money on that one. Um, Actually, decent money too. That that one had a pretty decent return. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a, it, it, definitely the first documented uh, what I like to call rocket ship that we that we caught on its way up. <clears throat> yep. Uh, so I actually managed to twice uh, uh, trade this for a small profit. Uh, if I had if I had been more active and alert, I would have I could have maximized that profit bigger. But I was um, I, I was just this is my first time playing with like I know this has fallen from its high. It's not at a new one. It doesn't. It's not. This doesn't fit the pattern. Of, of my strategy, but but uh, it would it, the volatility is so high on JKS it would fall uh, down to to the low 60s and then rise up to the the high 60s 70s and then do it again uh, and again and again and it's still doing it. Uh, I just stopped, but I yeah I managed to like buy at 66, sell at 68, buy at 63, sell at 64. Uh, while right. I was holding while I was holding it, it went up to 68. You know, but uh, I didn't sell it till it went down back to 64. And I was like, I'm getting out now before I lose something. I'm going to at least take this small gain. 
Um, if I had been more diligent in expecting the fall, uh, I was, I, you know, um, I was doing it emotionally, like, you know, like, oh, I'll hold it. It's going to go up to 90 again. I'll hold it. Right. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, that's definitely something to explore in volatile stocks in the future if I get around to it. Um, but it, it is something that I did that I wanted to share with you all. Is uh, It's viable, but it's its own game riding a volatile well, stock. You, you really have to be able to really watch it, too. For, for us with our day jobs, it's just really not possible to sit and stare at a stock chart you know, for eight hours a day. Um, yeah. The only way you can really make it work is to set really uh, tight stop losses, but then just be prepared to have a lot of times where it'll trigger, you'll lose out, it'll sell you out, but then it'll suddenly jump up and you'll miss out and then you'll just be pissed at yourself. Yeah. Well, no, that just happened with me with, with Neo, uh, one of yeah. our picks. Uh, uh, I wrote it up and then I, I tightened my loss. I was getting scared. And, uh, uh, I said, I put it at like 6%, got dropped out and it went right back up to, I mean, it didn't, it didn't close with a huge gain for the day. Uh, it didn't make a new high, but it closed around where it opened. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, and I got kicked out of it and now it's like, well, get back in, but I, I just lost a bit of my gain, uh, by set, by setting too tight to stop loss. Um, the, and, and I yeah, did, those uh, are hard to play with. It feels like you almost have to try to check them, you know, daily. It almost seems like you're better off setting like a moving, like not a trailing stop loss, uh, just set like a moving one. Like, okay, it's at here. If it drops below this point, then sell it. But the nice thing with the trailing stop losses is you don't have to mess with it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess it just depends on how much you want to fiddle, fiddle around, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the Darvis would, would say you have to look at a specific stock to see the range of, of its mm-hmm. barriers of, of where does it meet resistance high and low and set your stop loss just below the resistance line. And uh, you which, also recall, he did not look at the market while it was going. He only looked at, after closing, he went and grabbed a newspaper and saw where everything finished at. Exactly. Exactly. So, we've we've got a completely different universe for for watching and investing <laughs> than he he existed in um yep. but i i do i do feel like uh, uh setting a stop loss he he may be correct you need to look at every specific stock and set a mm-hmm. specific stop loss and then as it goes up you have to recalculate it and that's yep. difficult that's a difficult thing to do um well it's hard too especially when they're volatile <laughs> and you can't actually figure out a range mhm mm-hmm. they're bouncing like, in and out of like look yep. at JKS, it moved up so fast. Yep. Like how do you know how do you know where that resistance is? It hasn't been defined yet. Yeah. Uh, he's looking one for last three days worth of yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. One one last thing to go over in stocks before we move on to options. Uh only because I've said it on a previous episode. Uh Ameritrade did in fact eventually give me cash in lieu of fractional shares when Sunrun bought out VSLR. Okay. Uh, it they also showed up. refunded you the uh, the transaction cost for the the merger too, right? They did, they did. When I complained to customer service, <laughs> but that uh, was also not normal. So don't expect that to happen. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, yes, I don't, and I don't certainly, I certainly don't think they would do it for me again. 
Uh, yes. If it happens, if it happens again, I'm paying it, uh, and I do expect that. But now I'm aware, and I know the rules, so I won't be so upset. I'll understand yeah. what's happening. Uh, um, I just don't like to be hit out of the blue, you know, by those negative things that I didn't earn by trading poorly. Right. <laughs> and, and I wanted to clear the air and let everybody know that Ameritrade did, in fact, uh, with without any uh, complaining from me, it just it was delayed. It didn't happen right away. They took a few weeks, but they did put that uh, fractional share value in my account. I'm surprised it took them so long. Normally that happens like next day. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what took them so long uh, at all. Uh, so uh, options, uh, I only have one uh, quick thing to talk about. Uh, should I wait till uh, after you're done, Kyle? Yeah, go ahead. You, you do a lot more options than I do. Um, uh, you go ahead. I'll. Uh, I, got, I, I got briefly in the last three weeks, I briefly held some INFY calls. That's on one of our pickums. Uh, I had them at uh, I think fifteen fifty. And uh, they weren't, they were going sideways at the time. INFY is at like 15 right now. So uh, I would have eventually lost money on them. Um, I, I sold them at like a slight, slight profit. Like it had gone up a penny. Um, and I sold them because I wanted to bet against the market. Again, I can't stop learning this <laughs> lesson. I cannot. I, I don't know what it is in my brain. That convinces me that uh, this is the solid move. Um, I'm looking at it before the election, and I'm thinking coronavirus is going up for the winter. There are going to be new lockdowns. We're not getting any economic stimulus. And I think the election will be contested no matter who wins. No matter who wins, there's going to be a fight. So I thought, that's like a triple negative jackpot. I'm going to buy a bunch of calls on XPX, SPXS, that fund that shorts the market. Well, those calls are now worthless, and I have once again <laughs> gambled and frittered away a chunk of cash betting against the market. Now, I did have the foresight to say it may take some time, so uh, I have till the end of November but it does not look like that was a good bet. It looks like that was a horrible yeah. bet, and I should have done it the other way because I didn't learn my lesson every other time. But, but I'm here to help you, listeners. You know to do the opposite of what I say. So when I say I'm betting against the market with my own hard-earned dollars, you can make a killing betting on it. <laughs> I learned uh, pretty early on that when I buy puts against the market... Um, I'm not holding them for more than a day. I'm buying them because I've identified what looks like a pattern that it's going to keep dropping throughout the trading session. But there's no way I want to be holding those overnight because you just you just don't know what's going to happen mm. uh, in the news. You don't know. <laughs> there's too much and, uncertainty on what the next day is going to bring. And because the market is ultimately a bunch of emotional human beings making emotional decisions as we do, everybody wants it to go up. So everybody's yep. trying to exist in a situation where everything's going up, which means the sentiment has always got a positive spin, in my opinion. Uh, which is why, you know, the, the drops are so devastating when they happen is because they break everybody's <laughs> heart. Anyway, what, tell us uh, all about your options adventures in those last three weeks. 
Alright, there wasn't actually a whole lot. Uh, the best thing that happened to me was uh, Tiffany. Uh, I bought some of those uh, back when we saw an alert on that. Uh, somebody was buying up a bunch of the $125 November option, or uh, November calls. Mm. Uh, finally figured out what the deal with that was. Uh, they just restructured an acquisition deal and got agreed to. Once I saw the terms of that deal, I sold out the remaining positions. Hmm. Um, <laughs> See, I think I bought them around uh, one fifty and sold them for like six bucks. I think the average for all the wow. sales was probably closer to four and a half to five, though. That's I sold a one, great I deal. Put a, I put a you know an ask in for two shares at like three fifty back when it was before all this happened. I managed to sell one of them because somebody must have fucked up and just uh, did a market order. Hmm. So, you know that was good for me. I think I sold a couple more about another half, half of my the rest of my position i sold at five and then uh read the article when the news thing came out and saw what the actual agreed price was and it was right at 131 a share so six dollars was pretty much the max that i thought i was gonna be able to get out of that so i was able to dump the rest of it for that nice. um i'm still holding a bunch of other random ones just to you know, I try to find cheap ones that, you know, trade around like a dollar a contract or less. Mm -hmm. um, and then see the when those alerts come out when like, there's a huge tick of volume, like with Sonos and Saber. And, uh, neither of those have really worked out yet. But a lot of those have lost a lot of value uh, due to that correction that happened right before the election week. So not last week, but the week before. Um, even with the recovery and the S&P being higher than it was before that correction happened, still not even close to the value that those things had before. So it just goes to tell you how much that stupid theta value ties into options. Yeah. Uh, I do have a couple of uh, alerts, though, that I wanted to quickly talk about. Um, going back to the pot stocks, I saw that there was an alert for Tilray and Aurora. But what was interesting was that the Tilray had like four really large option trades, but they were all bearish. Uh, somebody was either selling calls or buying puts on it. And then with Aurora, they were all buying calls, like bullish hmm. bets. Weird. So I'm not sure why one stock they favor over the other one. But uh, I thought that was interesting, and I may look to try to duplicate some of those some point next week uh the other interesting one was uh somebody bet two and a half million on biogen after the fda released some kind of memo saying that their alzheimer treatment drug was showing uh, promise or effectiveness nothing that said it was approved yet uh just the fact that uh, it looks like it's showing promise basically so that stock really took off but somebody decided that they thought it you know, had uh, a lot more movement to go, so they plunked down a big chunk of change on some uh, some calls on that one. Uh, I've been wow. watching that one. I haven't bought into it yet because uh, it kind of fell off after it hit some of its highs. So I was going to maybe let that one sit for a little bit before I tried to jump into. Biogen? Biogen. B-I-I-B. Yeah, I think yeah. I added that to our pick'em list, though came out yesterday they shot up almost they shot up a hundred dollars a share in one day yeah and that was when that memo got released or leaked out or 
That's incredible. Yeah, apparently, that was some really good news. But it's not yeah. even an approved drug yet. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's it could be an approved drug. The FDA is looking favorably upon it. So not yeah, look, signed anything yet? <laughs> they haven't signed anything. And then I'm showing news today at uh, 3.31 p.m. Eastern Time. Biogen Alzheimer's drug appears to have setback as FDA advisors recommend not to approve. Ah, all right. Good Whoa. thing I waited then. <laughs> Very good thing you waited because it looks like uh, Biogen's going to open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Biogen's going to open on Monday. So, so low. Uh, wow. Okay. So, yeah. And, and you know, honestly, and I was about to say, I looked up their chart and I just happened to see that latest news. I was going to say they're very volatile. You look over the year, they've got, uh, uh, one, two, three, you got, they've got three really big price jumps, a few moderate ones, but uh, as just as many huge falls, they've gone from, oh, yeah. The, yeah, their range is 243 to 374. So, so they've been all over, and they and they've they've been they've been, yeah, it's been down in the two seventies three times. It's been up uh, over three twenty five three times. So that's that's a big that thing bounces like a basketball. So, so just like JKS, like, uh, you can you could make money off that volatility, but that's not the game I like to play. Uh, that's just that's just throwing dice, really. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. So yeah, maybe I'll be buying some puts on Monday when the market opens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, get it early. I think it's actually so, going to end. It'll it'll open with a lot of the losses already in there. We'll see how much it continues to lose. Have to watch the uh, the chart for the first half hour or so and see what see whether it's hitting higher highs or going the other way. Mm hmm. All right. So I think we've hit that time in the show where, uh, wow, wow, wow. There you go. <laughs> Talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly. I was thinking we should try change the format up since this is kind of new. We're playing around with it. I was thinking yep. we should both nominate, uh, uh, a pick for good, no, no. bad, and ugly each, and we can kind of discuss it real quick. Come to consensus. Okay, okay. So well, for the good, I'd like to nominate your two picks uh, from the last two weeks. I'd like to nominate Neo and Fetch, because I think that those are really solid. Oh, well, thank you, because I was going to nominate Neo, so I think uh, <laughs> I think Neo wins. Well, it looks like we're agreed already then. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, I literally what are you, was what pulling up the, the stock bad? chart. Uh, what do you got oh. for the bad this week? So the 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 bad for, for me personally was different than, than what I would, I would suggest for uh, – uh, the bad, like I made that bad call betting against the market. Um, but for me, the bad is, is continues to be AMD. Uh, I know it's turned yeah. around, uh, uh, but I, uh, I lost, I, I, I've lost hope, uh, uh, in the, in the, in the short term, like it, for, over the last few weeks for me, like a AMD hurt, um, 
uh, and it's and it's a close tie with uh, Baba because I I I I probably lost more on Baba, but I had such high expectations for AMD that it, it well, if like, you would have bought Baba when I put it on the list, you would have been up when you sold it at three oh one. Yes, I guess I should say uh, uh, the the disheartening of when Baba like I I'm, I always think of it. It's like the highest it gets that becomes mm-hmm. the new price it should be. So yeah, yeah. so like having Baba up at like three seventeen and having it like fall back down that big uh, uh, on the third. When when we went yeah. from three three ten to two eighty five, that was that just hurt. It hurt me yep. emotionally. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so, like, while I didn't lose money in terms of profit loss, I lost potential money in watching my portfolio drop thanks to okay. uh, Baba right. and, and AMD. Uh, and, and so, so for me, like, going through that, like, oh, yeah, I feel bad about that. Uh, and <laughs> a- AMD, AMD was like a really slow drain. Uh, that I had a lot of high hopes for that uh, that I definitely uh, I myself I'm still holding on I still holding on I I, like I should have I should have at the very least I should have bought uh, right before they dropped their graphics card I should have bought it at the beginning of the week if I'd bought in uh, you know like seventy six yeah I'd be I'd be doing I'd be I'd be singing the praises of AMD right now but uh, what do you got for the bad. <laughs> Well, you're not going to believe this, but I actually have AMD on there as well, but for a different reason. Uh, I have AMD. <laughs> I have AMD being dropped from the Pick'em list uh, a day before the rally began. Uh, when I filled out the Pick'em list, uh, when I was doing the review section, AMD hit its stop loss on Monday morning when it dropped below $75 a share, and so a trade that we recommended. Uh, with the buy around like 81 something ended up posting a, like a $6 loss because it couldn't just hold that line at 75. Yeah. <laughs> so goddamn yeah. one day you could have been there. It could have been good looking for us. It could have been oh, right in another one. It would be right back no. up. Well, oh, I think we are talking about again. the same reason. I think that is the same reason because that was when I got demoralized by it <laughs> and sold out. Well, well, I'm upset not because I lost money on it. I'm upset because it was another stock that failed on our pick'em list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. We want <laughs> that we want goddamn that. fifteen percent stop loss that we agreed to when we first started it. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, last one. Ugly. What do you got for ugly? Uh, uh, probably CSIQ, uh, uh, from a few weeks ago, uh, it had all of the look of JKS. It's another, uh, foreign solar company this time in Canada, uh, really poised to grow, make some new acquisitions and buying some companies. Uh, and like I bought in and it immediately dropped like a stone. (laughs) I, I think I pointed that out to you too, so I feel bad for that one. Yeah, I still have some calls on that that are not worth anything right now. But but see, it also fit my own criteria of you know you pointed oh, yeah. it out, but the volume was up, the price was was at at yearly highs, you know, like it was 
it's the reason I bought in so quick. You know, I mean, I don't buy every stock you recommend to me, but I definitely buy some of them. Uh, uh, well, yeah, and with with JKS, uh, like one of the things that seemed like it was driving the price was the possibility it was going to be releasing uh, or uh, listing itself as an IPO on the star market in China, and yes. CSIQ was going to do the same thing. So it was like, oh fuck, well this one should be taken off too. Uh, and and long term. You know, in the next couple months, we might see both those companies shoot up again. But right now, that one was ugly for me. Like, yeah. uh, well, it just—it's not going to help me with my November twenty expiration dates. So, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that, I would agree that's pretty ugly. <laughs> uh, I had for my pick for ugly was going to be the election uncertainty. Oh, uh, I'm yeah. really worried that Trump is going to try to really tie this thing up with courts and recounts and. Uh, I just think that uh, just the uncertainty with that is going to be a real st uh, strain on the market, and it's really going to take a, I, a, a chunk out of our portfolios. Well, I definitely think your nomination wins uh, uh, based on my options calls. <laughs> I should have done them <laughs> to the end of December. Um, yeah. Because because I I logically and rationally believe the same exact thing. And and for mm -hmm. the record, ahead of the election, I, I maintained it would be whoever is on the losing side of the Electoral College would be doing this. I do yeah. not think for a second that uh, the Democratic Party assembled all their lawyers a month ago for nothing. OK, right. It, wa it yeah. wasn't a preemptive defense. I don't have access to their memos, but they wouldn't be good lawyers if they didn't have every outcome lined out uh, uh, what they were going to do. Uh, so, oh, so, there's just so much hate in this election. It's just incredible. What, whatever side you're on, just yeah, and I've it, never and seen it this divisive. Correct. It's really sad because at the end of the day, we're all Americans, and being able to disagree about politics and still move forward as a nation together is fundamental, fundamentally American. I don't uh, even want to discuss politics with anybody because it's just people get too angry about it now. Everybody's emotionally and connected and they get triggered, myself included. I try not to, but I'm human. I'm not a huge fan of Trump. I mean, I like some of his policies, but if I say that, then shit, suddenly I'm a racist. Right. What? No. <laughs> like the right. guy himself is deplorable. He's, he's an egocentric megalomaniac. He's, he spent his life in the tabloids and as a reality TV yeah. show guy. Like he's not known for keeping his mouth shut. Uh, but that's, uh, right. That's but if you say, <laughs> right. But, but if you say like, look, he, he may have broken some, some stuff in the middle East, but you, all of a sudden we're seeing Israel and like the United Arab Emirates, like forming diplomatic ties. That's progress. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. That's progress. Yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna deny it. Like I'd be crazy to, but like, I totally agree. We, we've hit a divisive point where, uh, just disagreeing makes makes us enemies instead of opponents, and that's not healthy, and that's not part of an American democracy that, the, that we were raised right. in. We've gotten to the point where everything he does is bad, regardless of what it is. Like you just mentioned a couple oh, of good things. Like now, it, it's okay. I, I actually, that, that <laughs> sometimes bad people do good things. Let's right, right, and I actually, I, I actually think that's part of the uh, uh, the playbook that gets passed off. Whoever wins and loses, because I oh, remember yeah. Fox News spending a day about how unpresidential Obama was for wearing a white suit. They lost their minds. Like, oh God! <laughs> yeah. Like, 
everything the president does is the most horrible thing ever. And because Trump's so vocal and frankly, aggressively nasty (laughs) and hateable, uh, uh, it's it's provided a greater latitude for those reactions. Uh, (laughs) But anyway, we're not here to really talk politics. We're winding up our stock show, uh, reminding you that. Uh, uh, yes, the ugly is the uncertainty. Uh, uncertainty is the enemy of the market. And uh, but know that as it long term, as it settles, the dust settles. We're gonna we're, we're poised to make a lot of positive moves. But here in the short term, that uncertainty could very well bring us down. Yep. Long term, everything goes up. Yep. Short term, may not be All so right. happy. So well, um, let's end with some picks. How about some what you, picks? What do you got for? What do you want to end with here? What are you betting the, the next time we meet is going to do better? Oh, it's it's a tough it's tough because I really like what uh, Farfetch Ltd. FTCH. It was uh, on our Friday pick'em list. I really like mm-hmm. what they where they're going and what they're doing. It's it's been uh, uh, they 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 are well on a rocket ship. They've moved from. Uh, let me zoom in here. They, yeah, they they're shooting up. Their their low was at twenty seven twenty eight. You could have picked them up at the end of October, and right now they're at forty two. So they're like, boom! They're they're, they're big news. Uh, Alibaba and another company. Uh, are 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 pouring a ton of money into expanding the luxury online market. They are a luxury online retailer, uh, and their sales uh, seem to be uh, boosted just by this this investment. Uh, uh, the, I should say the stock price, the sales of the stock, the volume uh, boosted. Uh, their sales are poised to be doing very very well through the shopping season. Uh, so as people online shop for Christmas gifts, they, uh, they're, they're, they're set to do well. And I, so I think this, this stock could very well ride through the next couple weeks and, uh, uh, see some big gains on it. I keep going back and forth on the one that I wanted to throw out there between, uh, almost tempted to throw AMD out there, but no, I'm not going to subject myself to that humiliation. Uh, yeah. I thought about <laughs> SAP, but I don't think that's going to start going up uh, soon. I think that's more of a long-term play. Um, talked a lot about pot stocks. So I'm going to recommend my pot stock here. I'm going to put my money on that one. Uh, Cresco Labs, C-R-L-B-F. I think uh, that one's just starting to get going. Hitting 52-week highs, and I'm looking to see where that's going to end at. Hoping it starts pushing 10 bucks a share here soon. I uh, I almost picked YOLO, my pot ETF, but I flipped a coin at the end and it went up uh, Farfetch. So I'm I'm glad you brought up pot stocks because they are going to continue to go up. I like up your and, Farfetch bet. I like that uh, one too. Uh, uh, yeah, that's why I couldn't choose and I let the coin choo- choose for me. <laughs> um, uh, but I'm glad you picked a pot stock too because I, I expect those to both be very strong picks. All right. That sounds well, like another successful episode, huh? Thanks for listening, uh, folks. As always, happy trading, and uh, we'll we'll catch you next time on Two Bulls in a China Shop. All right, real quick before we go, I uh, just want to say uh, follow us on uh, financialnetup2.com. You can check out our posts. Uh, we'd like to put up our Friday pickums every Friday. Uh, we also throw some trade logs out there, too. 
And uh, if you got anything that you want to talk to us about or any suggestions, you can email us at suggestions at financialineptitude.com. And thanks, everybody. Have a great day. The theme song for Two Bulls in a China Shop is The Vendetta by Jeff Speed 68 used with the Creative Commons license. All opinions, thoughts, and commentaries expressed in Two Bulls in a China Shop are those of the hosts and not of any company whatsoever. If you are trading on this advice and you lose money, Two Bulls in a China Shop is not liable. However, if you do make money off of your trades based on this program, we would appreciate a cut of the profit. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park